This is the Game Gestures Gaming Update Podcast. We're here with episode 15. So this one, we have quite a lot of tech talk to go over. But before we jump into that, we're going to get into uh, the top three consoles. I believe you said you had something for. Yeah, yeah, it was the top three. It's, uh, you know, every month that uh, the NPD group that tracks sales and gaming for gaming, things like that, they all every month they release, you know, the top three, the other uh, top selling consoles and the top stuff, the list of the top selling consoles for the previous month, as well as the top selling games. And of course, obviously, you know, this, 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 this is for January. Sorry, my brain is not here at all today, and there's reasons for that. And you know what they are, but we're not going to talk about that on the podcast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> LOL. But no, seriously, though, it was, the, of course, Nintendo Switch took top place for January as the top-selling console, followed by PlayStation 4, and then in last place, again, we're going to see going forward, because, you know, we're in the last later years of the, the so- life cycle. I do have to say for that, it's kind of, this is a little early. They're kind of competing. The Switch came out late, late. So the Switch isn't competing with the PS4 even. They're in different leagues. The Switch will be competing with the PS5 coming out next year. So it's kind of, of course, the sales will be down with the Xbox and PlayStation because they're at the end of their life cycle. That's at the end of their life cycle. So the Switch, you know, is kind of, I don't really know how they're going to go, you know. I know PS5 is going to be massively successful. I mean, I have no doubt about that. It's just whatever Google, not Google, uh, Xbox, Microsoft decides to do with the Project Scarlet and everything else, you know, they got planned for potentially 2020, if not earlier. But uh, on that note, you know, the top three selling games for the month of January, there was a whole top 10, but I didn't feel like listing all 10 of them. The top three were, of course, you know, Kingdom Hearts 3, that had massive sales for that month, and then Resident Evil 2 was right behind that. As much as people doubt it, it was right behind it. And then finishing, you know, in at number three was uh, the port of Super Mario U Deluxe, which nobody really expected it to sell as well as it did. <laughs> yeah, I have no surprises for all those three. Those were right there i knew when i saw those three games i knew they were going to be really well and especially even now we're going into march and the only games i think that got nine rating and higher was uh was kingdom hearts and resident evil they're the two highest rated games of this year so far it might be a little too early they might get forgotten about later in the year for a game of the year because oh, i think they definitely will i think you know i don't I, right now, I don't think there's a game of the year contender. Yeah. You know, you know although uh, I know you've been playing a lot of Apex, a lot of Apex Legends. I haven't. I have. Played, but, um, I've been on the binge. Well, that could very well. I don't know if it's ambitious enough to take game of the year, but it is definitely a candidate for taking, you know, like how they have the multiplayer categories where it's like uh, best yeah. continuing ongoing game and things like that. I it, think that could take the crown from what is it? Overwatch currently has like the best ongoing game and Probably. So this has a chance. I mean, I know Apex already overshot Fortnite, stole a lot of the Fortnite all the streamers, you saw everyone like <clears throat> every big streamer even ditched Fortnite and they're all in Apex now. The 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 fan base is all switched to Apex and there was even a bunch of other games that Apex was stealing the fan base for and they're getting even bigger when they have their uh, Game Pass coming out uh, just a little bit here now. And you think uh, also PUBG has taken a lot away from that. That was also another big popular one, you know, PUBG expanding on all sorts of platforms. But now Apex is coming out of nowhere. Like I said, I haven't played it. It doesn't really appeal to me right now, but I mean, 
maybe I'll try it out, see what all the hype's about, and you know, there's no goofy dancing, so there's that. True. I'm not huge in uh, battle royals, but I really, really like Apex right now, so it's got my thumbs up, seal of yeah. approval. The top, you know, the top three. Of course, there's top, the top ten. You know, there are also some surprises amongst the top ten. You know, uh, Assassin's Creed Odyssey and Super Mario Odyssey are both within the top ten for the month of you know January. So that's two different Odysseys, but they're there. Uh, GTA V is probably still there. I didn't check, but I'm not. I wouldn't be surprised if <laughs> Mario yeah. Kart was, of course, there as well. So, you know, it's uh, you know, it's it's always interesting. You never know how the top ten games are going to go from. So, yeah. So, before moving into our tech talk, which will take up a lot of the show, I'm going to give us our usual gaming updates here. So, first we got um, Capcom announced that they have no plans at all for DLC Correct. for Devil May Cry 5. Correct. So, that's pretty much everything in the base game. It's going to be, everything's going to be included in the base game, which means the full story is going to wrap up with no DLCs, nothing cliffhanger at the end. There won't be anything for DLC. So this might be the ending of... This might be the last time we see Dante. This might be their finishing up, wrapping up his storyline. So they might be doing like a passing of the torch too. Because, you know, they kind of teased, you know, when they had that reboot a couple years ago. But then was that was received horribly when nobody wanted to play that. You know, that was kind of, I think, maybe they were kind of teasing ending Dante's story a bit. And then I think this current one was kind of more like we're going to fan service you know, the Devil May Cry fan base because so many people did not like that DMC. Yeah. It, see, the combat and everything was really good in it, but it was just kind of, they took this new character and made him Dante and revamped him, yeah, rebooted him, yeah. and they didn't like once, that. Once they had that scene of him just putting on the wig and was, he was like, nah, screw this, that, that was like, that was like the dagger in the heart to the Devil May Cry fans. It was like, no, you didn't. You didn't just do that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But... No, we, uh, speaking of Capcom, you know, they do have some more Resident Evil news coming up, but this is more Switch related. They did say, you know, uh, Resident Evil 2 not coming to Switch. It may come to the streaming service in Japan. You know, how they, you know, Capcom did Resident Evil 7 in Japan. They might do the similar thing there. Uh, but they do also have two Switch ports coming. One, of course, being Resident Evil 4, and the other was maybe Resident Evil 0 or. Or um, Resident Evil. What was the other Resident Evil that got ported? Yeah, those stories. There was a lot of them. Revelations, Code Veronica. Revelations, thank you, Revelations. There we go. Revelations. That's all I need to hear. Just that one word, and I got it. <laughs> uh, I couldn't think of. It. I was like, my brain is like, what is it? Revelations. There we go. Yes. Uh, they did say they were going to announce something at the end of February in regards to those. So I don't know if they have some sort of bonus content planned for something. You know, are we going to get, you know. Resident Evil themed amiibo, I, you know, anything. <laughs> Probably with the high success of the game. And speaking of uh, hinting stuff and not really coming out and telling you what it is, Square Enix, they announced this week that they have a major title release for this year. They didn't really state what it is and they didn't put any hints or anything about it. A lot of people think that, um, see, they, they hint it and they put Final Fantasy VII uh, release date of December of this year, but I think that's way too early for it, so I don't think that's what they're hinting at. I think they have another really big title in the works for the end of this year. So I don't get your... Even though they had the release date set for December for 7, don't get your hopes up. I believe this game that they're posting, they'll have out, is going to be a different project. It's going to be Life is Strange 3, let's be real. 
Eh, it could be. It could be, but they're still working on they're still working on Chulo. They still haven't finished that up. Uh, you know, you never know. Surprise, stranger things have happened with that, you know. <laughs> Who the heck knows? You never know what they got. What they yeah. got. So, it hey. could be it. So, prepare yourself. In gaming, I've learned, prepare yourself for anything. Because there's times that I am shocked. Like, sometimes during E3, I'm like, whoa, that was so left field. Where did that come from? Yeah, they hit their old curveballs a lot of times, but... So, another highly anticipated game that actually is doing flopping pretty bad right now was Anthem. So that launched oh, really? Friday, yeah, the 22nd, and it already had problems. It launched with uh, a huge list of, there's at least 100 items that they patched up on a day one launch patch. I, you shared on our Facebook page, by the way, Gamer Jester's Facebook is our Facebook. Go check yeah. it out. You can Come check on. it out. I got the link of everything that they patched on there you can check out. Become a fan, because I'm here in 2009 when Facebook pages had become a fan as the option. <laughs> like <laughs> yeah. the Facebook page. Yeah. So if you haven't checked out the list of everything, though, some of the few changes that are pretty big changes in the games are like treasure chests count towards like tomb trials. And um, they have they fixed up a lot of the load screens were the bad thing. And players weren't getting credit for chests that they personally opened. There's a bunch of little things that really added up. And the things that you can't really have on launch. So at least they fixed them up. Hopefully we don't have um, a revision of Fallout 76. Hopefully that day one oh, launch fixes God, it up. Oh, we don't want to do that. Uh, but did they, they say anything about sales yet? I obviously, I obviously sales information is probably too soon. Unless they, unless they usually sell like really well, they don't brag about sales at all first week unless it's like we we're proud to announce yeah. so one million sales three million sales whatever you know and uh no i don't no no i haven't seen any sale things yet but i guess for how kind of up and down the game was doing they probably aren't doing really well in the sales yet with all uh, their that was kind of my fear with this game i thought it was going to go that direction i thought it was going to be problematic and i didn't want to say it i didn't want to say because i wanted to be positive but uh not surprised i think it Mostly, they're probably the bugs. I mean, they have huge potential for the game. I really like the uh, like um, the flying around, but I feel the combat's yeah, the a little slow. Some... From playing the demo, I would definitely 100% agree with that. And, uh, yeah, they, you know, it has massive potential, and it's just whether or not at this point it's gonna, they're going to take advantage of the other. If they can fix the crap that needs to be fixed, then they might, uh, they might avoid a Fallout 70 kind of situation here that would be the best interest of everybody speaking of games that kind of flop down Fallout 76 actually has a lot coming out for it too so uh, you know I heard about this and this is what I said back in the day when we were talking about this I think it's going to kind of go the route No Man's Sky went. Uh, No Man's Sky had that terrible launch period and everybody was saying this is crap because you know I mean it's not exactly the same because <laughs> It's crap for different reasons, but I've been saying, I think Fallout 76 is going to have a turnaround. Yeah, it might. I mean, the fans are flip-flop with this one, but they have three things coming out. The first one is Wild Appalachia, which drops this spring, including two new quest lines, a camp redecorating, brewing and distilling. Um, They have 
different seasonal events coming out with it and a survival game mode for PvP players. The second drop will be Nuclear Winter, which comes out in summer. And the Nuclear Winter, even though it's coming out in summer, and then they name yeah, it that, Winter. that is the weird part. I was just like, wait, why is Nuclear? Because it's Nuclear, duh, there you go. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know what, I think here's the fun part. Here's the fun part. I think this, you know... Well, hold on, hold on, before we switch, let me just shoot all three of the updates out, and then we'll jump into a side topic. You switch. Stop your fingers when you switch. Yeah. Well, I didn't. I'm still on. Still on. So, so the nuclear winter, it's uh, completely changing the rules of the wasteland. Details, uh, they didn't really release a lot of details about it, but Bethesda expects to address the upcoming months what to expect for it. That's going to be, you can look forward to uh, Vault 96 and Vault 94 are going to be popping open soon. And the third one was... Wastelander, which is set for fall of 2019. So that's the three things that they're bringing into it. Well, that's good, because this is what I was saying. You know, Bethesda, I think they're committed to this game, regardless of how much it needs to be fixed. They're committed to because, you know, it's their first uh, their first big multiplayer experience like that. So I think, you know, yeah. maybe they're hopefully listening to what the fans are saying, and they could incorporate a lot of that into the fixes and upcoming things. And as they work on it, they're getting the experience and they're finally learning how to do it. So the expansions so could be better. So the expansions are not only the expansions, but if they do another continuation of that next, whether it be the next Fallout game, whether it be, you know, Fallout, Fallout 5. If they decide to go that route with, it is so, 5, right? Because we left that 4. Yeah. So <laughs> 5 will be offline. They've already kind of hinted at that. They said that this is their side game. Not the main story. This won't be online. Five's going to go back to their original roots and be single player. So five won't be online. Unless they do DLC. Multiplayer DLC. We don't know. Yeah, they're not really... They haven't done that much. And depending on how 76 did, I don't think they were going to even touch that. I guess, you know, I don't know. I'm just being optimistic, I guess. <laughs> so another game that's coming out that we have two games that took a dip. We got one that's actually really high up there. It's the Division 2. So... Oh, don't tell me that's bad. Please nope, nope. flip-flopped. It's actually up uh, there. It's high. It's doing... The Division 2 is actually highly hyped, and the people who played the early access and all that, they're actually really liking it. And they have quite... A, they have they dropped a little bit of news about it. Like, a lot of people are asking about the clans, how they're going to work. So they got the clans are going to be capped out at 50 members. And, uh, yeah, so the players are free to look up to four account four characters to their account and you can earn clan bonuses like it's kind of the clans are kind of work the way destiny 2's clans were where there's going to be events that allow you to level uh go out to the events level up your clan you're going to get clan rewards and all of that you'll also be able to leave messages and leader pins and coordinate events so you can group up easier with your clan members when you're trying to get an event going you can coordinate it a lot easier to get it going if you, get it, if you get it on PC, be in my clan, because I, I got it for free, so. Oh, yeah? Yeah, there we I, go. Yeah, for part of my computer, the deal was, you know, if you got this part of, I think it was my video card. Uh, it might have been my video card. Something, one of the parts of my computer came with a free copy of the game, so I'm like, okay, why not? Well, I'll have to jump in and clan it all up. But the one thing with the clans, they won't be available from the get-go. You will have to unlock them through the story progression. And it'll be a little bit later in the game that it'll unlock and you'll be able to jump in. Oh, nice, nice. Yeah. So what else What else you got for games, gaming updates? So, 
I have. I have, um, I have something, but I'm trying to remember it, so I was hoping that you had the time oh, to fill it in. Yeah. Well, I have a little controversial topic I can fill in here. I know how much you love your controversial I topics. I love it. Because it's good for the trailer when I play like when on today's episode. We have so, <laughs> yeah, we got um Microsoft. So oh. their HoloLens that they were really they were pushing for their VR kind of experience, the HoloLens. It was just bought out by the military. The army has it now. And Microsoft is apparently not happy. All the people who are working for there, they're protesting it. They're petitioning against it. They don't like that the army has it because they're all saying uh, they want for peace, not war or something. I forget what they're going for, but they are not happy that Microsoft is using it for the army. You know, and, I, don't, I don't think it's a bad thing, though, because right? there's a lot of amazing tech in the HoloLens. So if it's in the hands of the military, that's not a bad thing. See, to there's me. two things that I think going for it. The Army, it's being used for good. It's not like it's not a weapon or anything. It's used it to help prevent killing and deaths and all that. They're going to use it for like to help training situations mm, and absolutely. to get in and get out kind of things. And it can help them spot like friendly versus enemy there would be less friendly fire if they can utilize it pretty well and the army they have a lot of money they're big they're massive microsoft with this deal they're set those people they're now they have job security for a long time now they're not going to run out of yeah, run out of work the thing, that's the thing because you know when we we when we first saw the hololens at e3 we you and i talked about the endless possibilities that it provided potential for potential for the potential tech that it could produce in the yeah it could have been capable of. Its E3 so, appearance was amazing. Yeah, they showed up. Like, the tech was phenomenal. Like, it was like we hadn't seen anything like I mean, at that time, you know, we really hadn't seen anything like that. So that's a phenomenal thing. And I'm, you know, I could see, yeah. on the other hand, why, you know, okay, why they're... But, you know, if it's at least... If it's going to be utilized for something, I'm happy that it's utilized on that grand scale, to be honest with you. Wow. Topic of... Uh... HoloLens 2, another one that kind of overshot it and kind of took like we had um, uh, Oculus, that was the one. Oculus, HoloLens, then there was the HTC Vive. So at the tech show, they had another one, another headset coming out, the Vive Cosmos, which I I think I'm probably going to go and get this one because this looks amazing. It's pretty much a really high-powered version of virtual reality. They have two extra cameras in the front to help pinpoint your tracking and make it precise with the movements. It's going to be wireless that you can move it from the base station so you can actually move around the house, leave with that. It's going to be portable, and it's looks powerful it looks really strong and i'm pretty sure that they're setting it up for augmented reality i'm pretty sure they're putting these because the way they have the cameras set up that they can see all around you i'm pretty sure they're aiming this and now it's portable that you can go out in the future they're going to have some kind of update where you'll be able to go out in the real world and play your video games like change your whole living room into the video game now the whole video game you immerse yourself and that's really cool yeah. So this, the Cosmos, this looks, this looks wild and they haven't announced a date get it on it yet, but they're expecting sometime early 2019, they're going to have the uh, release date for it and the price for everything. So we'll let you, I'll keep an eye on it and I'll let you know when that's coming out. Yes. Keep us up there. Cause that sounds really, I mean, it's probably not going to be something that I'm going to obviously get right away if ever. Well, it'll be, it'll be pricey. Well, that's what I mean. Cause yeah. 
You never know with these things. But, yeah. you know, I just realized as we we're discussing, the gaming news that I had was in regards to the Resident Evil stuff on the Switch, and we already discussed it. <laughs> oh. So I'm like, okay, that's what we were talking about. Oh, yeah. Man. It's that kind of day, I'm telling you. Did you did you have more to add for it? You know, I didn't have anything more to add. Like I just said, you know, there's the the, the, res, the Capcom was have some sort of announcement regarding it. It's the end of this month, and yet, you know, I've been searching here frantically, looking for looking for updates, and I'm like, well, what what updates do we got now? What updates do we got now? And there's nothing. Although I will say, the um, I was talking about there's a fan made Maniac Mansion pod project that's coming out that's in the style of Day of the Tentacle. And uh, they they created um they created a game after Day of the Tentacle and they they did a sequel to Day of the Tentacle and I've been playing the heck out of it and it's really good uh, it's called Return of the Tentacle fan made project I think it's only like a first, there's I don't think that's a complete thing but it's it's pretty good I'm I'm thoroughly enjoying it uh, the voice acting's a little not so good but the rest of it the aesthetics the humor and everything else they captured Day of the Tentacle perfect that's the only other update I had as far as game. Huh. I actually want to try to get the, the developers on this show for an interview, so that's something I'm for it because I, 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 they're passionate about it, and I, I love that series, so I'll be like, get. Yeah, I mean, we're we're always pushing. We're we're still trying to get Jack Black here. If you're listening, yes, we know you're out there listening one day, but and yeah, so that'll be a start if we can get them. The problem is, I have to. I think I'm gonna have to learn. I have to learn Dutch because I don't think they speak English. Oh, that might be a problem. <laughs> I can do it. You know, I'm learning Spanish via the Duolingo app, so <laughs> don't test me on any of it right now, but I'm learning. Yeah, technology helps. And speaking of technology helping us, I have, if anyone watched CES 2019, the best of all the hot tech, there's a lot of really good tech coming our way. So we're going to jump into the tech talk here. So I talked about the... um. The Vive Cosmos, the VR headset, which is looks like at first I I, re, I was really hyped for it, but then it looked like it flopped. But now they're really pushing to bring it back, and it's actually working to bring back. But along with the VR, they also announced that um there's a few cool like PC gaming things. They have the new Alienware, the mm -hmm. new gaming laptop. It drops at it's a two point five thousand uh twenty sorry not two point five thousand twenty five hundred two point five hundred. <laughs> like, Whoa, that's a deal. Yeah. Which was, it? was this the Consumer Electronics Show from January, or was this the another one? That... Yeah, yeah, this was the one from January. Okay, so we did touch upon a little bit of this a couple months. Oh wow, a couple yeah. Months ago. There's a no. few things I saw when I was reviewing that um, they're more talked about, and we didn't more really jump into them. Yeah, yeah. We didn't jump into a lot of detail because there wasn't a lot. It was just kind of the highlights. Look, I remember. I was like, I'm trying to remember that show. I'm like, what did we talk about? We talked about that cool chessboard. That's all I remember. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So there's the few things that um I was heard more about, more pushed about. And that, um, so there was the, uh, the headset was the big one. That was like, just kind of stole the show for gaming portion of it. And then there was the Alienware laptop, the new top of the line. It's expensive, did they but. Did they, did they talk anything else more about that? There was the one headset that's literally tracking the way your eye moves. Yeah. That's the Cosmo. That's the Cosmo. Okay, I didn't think it had. Yeah, it, can, it has full eye tracking, and it can see where you look, and it can utilize that and put it in the game and make it like really work to where where you look, your camera will actually move there with you. Yeah, because we we talked about that a little bit, because but they didn't have a lot of information out on it at the time. 
Yeah. Right after the Consumer Electronics Show, we were like, how is this going to work? What's this going to do? I still don't know how it's going to work if you have one eye. Well, I said it before, and uh, we'll just have to wait and see. <laughs> see? <laughs> I got it this time. <laughs> I picked up the I'm not missing that one. Not missing yeah. that <laughs> but so the last thing I, I want to touch upon the new NVIDIA Mobile RTX 2080 graphics card. Wait, actually, I believe maybe we talked about that the last one. I don't we remember. Didn't. We did not. We did not talk much about NVIDIA because I didn't have much information on it. So, yeah, they haven't dropped the price on it that I see here yet, but it's the new top of the line. If you're jumping in all these new games, that's the one you're going to want to be grabbing and getting for. I'm just wondering if, you know, Nivea, uh, oh my god, I can't put a sentence together. I'm wondering if they're the official partner, you know, they have a partnership with Nintendo right now. I'm wondering if they're going to start putting on the, some of their more powerful, you know, stuff in this, in the Switch. Because they have like a 10-year a, a partnership or something with Nintendo right now. Hmm. Possibly. So they might might push for something a little more there. But, but, but what else did you want to, you wanted to bring up something about, I have it. I have it here. <laughs> what do you want to transition to here? Because we had... So, to Twitch. We we stream on Twitch. This week, yes, we didn't we get did. the live stream on Twitch. But I just have a little thing. Um, they are dropping more sub emotes and sub badges. So if you have... I think it was 15. I didn't fully read the um, article. If you have 15 subs, you get a second sub badge that you can allow your subbers to get. So they're adding that into for if you're a Twitch streamer. The only sub I have is Jessica, though, so, I mean... Good old Jessica. If you <laughs> tuned in last week in the live stream, you might catch that. <laughs> but I'm going to move over on to... Um... Oh, wait, there was another thing I forgot with the tech talk. It was on the bottom of my list. I missed it here. That's so, why I was trying to remind you, because I can't remember it either. <laughs> yeah. The bending folding phones, which I found extremely odd. It's pretty much two phones stacked on top of each other, it looks, but they're fused. And you can fold and bend them, open them up, and then you have a bigger phone. You have one fat phone, or you can open it and have a large screen. Oh, that's, like, that's, what this, that's what the S10 is doing with the Samsung as well. Hmm. They're doing something very similar to that. I think like that's, this was it. Yeah, the S10. Oh, is the S10? Yeah, it has like yeah. the screen that comes out to the side. There's like two screens. You can still have your phone on one screen and then it, it expands to like seven and a half inches or something. Yeah, I mean, I guess it'd be good if you're gaming on the phone. Yeah, but... so you have your phone on one on, I, I'm, I'm, I'm holding out my hand right now as if people can see it. And I'm like, oh, look, here's this screen and on this side. <laughs> but yeah, on that, on the top side and the bottom side, you, know, you can have three different things going on at the same time. Those yeah. Like multi-screen type things and uh, creating creating like cool panoramic type stuff. And I'm pretty sure that Blizzard is the one who pushed for this because they want people to get Diablo Mobile, and they said you guys have phones now. Well, now you have phones with big screens to play our game. Yeah, you know, I'm not in on that so, right now. <laughs> so this is all sponsored by Blizzard. Well, I'm surprised they have money to sponsor it right now. <laughs> 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 but, to be honest with you, so that's they did why have, they don't have money because they're sponsoring us. I, oh, I didn't mean us. I meant this phone. They're the oh, ones pushing for this phone so people can play their game. They can sponsor us. I'm all fine for that. 
But truth be told, they are sponsoring us, which is why they have no money. No, I'm there we <laughs> I'm go. Kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> but oh, well. so people did use the phone, and they did say it was kind of cool. But the phones feel pretty big and clunky, and when you fold them, you can feel in the middle. You can feel the bridge, the bump where the phone folds and i mean you got to imagine it's probably going to be weak but how much people drop their phones that's going to split and crack and snap it in half and, all the and time the thing, and the thing is huge expensive it's like fifteen hundred dollars yeah. or something like that i saw i thought to yeah. double check the price but i think that's what it was let me double check that here i believe it was closer to two thousand when i saw the price oh but... maybe it was maybe you're right maybe it was like nineteen hundred but they're pushing that. Maybe that's a push for mobile gaming more. But speaking of uh, the gaming, there's also perfect time to get in for what they, the, one of the big things they announced there. The 5G is about to be made big. Yikes! Galaxy Fold from 1980. Ooh. Yeah, that's it's up there. Maybe that's the year they meant to say that it was produced in, and not the price. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe, but yeah, that's what they're, it's getting, their tech's getting up there. So with 5G now and all of our internet speeds are getting high, this might be the, like, this might be a good time for the Scarlet, the Xbox. They're streaming base with their internet starting to finally get really high base. This might be the good time for them. That too, because you're talking about streaming and Xbox, and we're going to get to the Scarlet in just a second. But now that Xbox, you know, Microsoft is getting into this streaming thing, there's a huge rumor going on that Microsoft and Nintendo are going to partner up, and that Xbox Game Pass is coming to Switch, as well as uh, as well as you know your Android devices and things of that sort. So you know, if our technology and our internet is catching up to that, do you think this is the way? Depending on how what they're doing with the Scarlet, because you know the Scarlet they said what, they were going to potentially have no discs, and it's going to be streaming based anyway. Yes, the optical drive will be gone, and it'll be all stream based. So do you think that if, you know, if, if this is where, like, so if, if Microsoft doesn't do well with the Scarlet, is you think Game Pass, is that, is that kind of their way of like going, hey, you know, not necessarily that they're going to get out of the console race, but do you think that's something that, you know, or are they just going to try to push the streaming as... Well, their they, streaming console, and then maybe do away from more traditional consoles, and then. Well, they have their two. They still, in case streaming doesn't do good, they have their um doesn't do well. My apologies. They have a backup plan. They're releasing two consoles: the traditional console with the optical drive and the stream-based one. So if one flops, they'll still have a backup plan to pull them out of the water, and they're going to see which one sells well better based on which future they take. So they're playing, they're just kind of going to be testing this streaming, I think. But the thing is, is if also, if Game Pass does get ported to, you know, other, of course, that's only going to be able to play games that are on Game Pass and, of course, be streaming, you know, which isn't a problem. I don't have a problem with streaming because as, as time goes on, I'm so, switching to more digital anyway. So for me, that... <laughs> I love the physical copies for the collection, but my collection is getting pretty big and I think it's digital is a little easier. For me, I just like being able to switch, you know, switch between yeah, switch switch between like yeah just be able to like okay i'm in i'm playing friday the 13th right now i don't have to go up get the disc and grand theft auto and it's all on the you know for me that's not that not that i play grand theft auto because that's an example and yeah that's you know for me that's it and uh, but yeah my thing is you know if game pass takes off on the switch does that also make switches online nintendo switch online kind of irrelevant because you know you because if you have, does, I'm assuming that Game Pass is streaming, 
that all does that does that mean Microsoft's communication features are also going with it? You know, on the like, will you be able to access all your live Xbox Live friends list and things like that? Yeah, yeah, it'll all yeah, transfer over. With so then, does Nintendo still do their own online thing because they don't know what they're doing? With yeah, so <laughs> so when that goes through, they might drop it out. And... I'm wondering how that's gonna play out. If sure. it's real, if it's a if it's a true, no one's really saying anything, you know, because uh, one of the Xbox executives was tweeted the definition of rumor, <laughs> huh. to combat the rumors. Hmm. I thought that so, was the ultimate troll. That, that kind of is. So we might <laughs> might not all be true then. Well, we'll have to. Know. That one we'll have to wait and see for that. I mean, I don't know. It's it's interesting. It's interesting tech. You know, it's an interesting thing. Uh, and the Scarlet is supposed to be super powerful as well, so yeah, that's the other thing. That's going to be the top of the line must have. So how does well, the PS5? You know, but the PS5 is also like, hey, we're doing backwards compatibility with everything. So that was another topic. I'm gonna yeah, that was well before we jump into that. The Scarlet's actually not. They're actually dropping the tech a little bit in order to oh, they yeah. can play a lot better games with less tech because of the streaming base they don't need top of the line but it's going to be extremely powerful with less tech in a way of speaking but oh. yeah and then with sony they now got the patent they're doing the ps5 will play the ps4 the ps3 the ps2 and the ps1 games all in it so every game you have you can now pop it in and play which is good PS4 had a huge library for it, and people were worried about that. Now that they can transfer their PS4 onto the newest PS5, the PS5 sales rate might skyrocket on launch. I, mean, I think that's a great thing, especially because as the old, as the, you know what would be even better, though, is if they not only do that, but you could play the old games, and if they somehow incorporate, you know, upscaled graphics, would be great, if there's a way they can do that. I and don't think... If they do digital, maybe, but if you have the disc space, they probably won't be able to do that. Well, I don't know. Maybe, like, if they have some sort of... I don't know if they... But I don't know how that will work on that end. But, you know, it'd be interesting to see what they can do with the, with the old games to see if there's anything they can't... Maybe if they do go digital, you know, do a digital release for something, have the update. I don't know. Yeah. I'm it's... very interested to see where this goes with this because I think it's great for one reason of, you know, I, you know, I love my old school PlayStation, my old school PS2, but their aging system there you know even though you can drop a, a house on you know, yeah you know, the, the tech itself is you know 20 years old and yeah you know, being able to play stuff on new technology that you know might also eliminate things like load times because you know ps1 ps2 took forever to load well PS1, the tech was so small then that games loaded actually pretty fast. They didn't have much to load. PS2 was where they brought in different um, jumping True. between a different room to room where they had to load in. That's when it started to get a little longer. But True. it's funny that you actually the PS5 meant, uh, is going this route because I actually pulled out all of my PS1 games and I've been replaying all my PS1s recently. So this That's would nice work too. great it's, for it's me. It's nice too because now you don't have to also carry around you don't have to switch between five different... Not that you really had to do five different consoles, but you don't have to switch between at least three different consoles to play your old games. So now you don't, have, you don't have to put... If you want to play your PS1 games, you either had to have a PS1, a PS2, or was it PS3 also played PS1? Yeah, PS3 can play PS1. Mm -hmm. And then it, our early PS3, like the first PS3, the big fat $600 one, could play PS2 games. 
then after that they couldn't. So you know it's the same. So it's nice that you don't have to switch between those same. You know, if if you wanted to play PS2, you either had to have the PS2 out, or you had to have the fat PS3. If you want to play PS1, you had to have the one, two, or three. So it'll be nice that you, you know, and if you want to play PS4, or PS5, it'd be nice that you don't have to switch between all those. That's where I'm getting with that. It'll be nice to have one big unit that, you know, plays everything. I like it. I'm I'm hoping they. That's true. I'm hoping they go through with that. Yeah. And then it also make raises the value of the PS1 game. Well, you know, the, the reselling market of that. There's all sorts of things come out of that. Yeah, and you gotta figure it's definitely gonna increase the life, the lifespan of it. Being able to get this one console and play all your old school games, that's gonna help a lot. I'm, I'm, I'm excited. I'm very excited. I'm excited about the PS5 and very. I'm, I'm waiting for the next generation. It's like bring it. <laughs> Yeah, see, uh, my I love my PS4, but I'm at the point where I really want to buy a new one. But now I'm like, well, it's not. Let's wait for the PS5. But I'm well, that, that's PS- where I'm in the same thing. I'm like, do I want a PS4 Pro? You know, I, I don't really have the 4K TV yet, so I don't know if that's not going to be much of a benefit for me. But yeah, you know. So speaking of, did you see? There's now 8K TVs are the yeah, new so thing we were coming. Talking out. about this in my production class, my uh, my one video production. We we're talking about 8K television. That's the new thing now. And Samsung, of course, is, you know, I think they showed off one of their AK TVs at the CES show back in Yeah, the yeah, they did. And uh, it's it's both phenomenal and frightening because there's, like, things like, I don't want to see every detail of, like, you know, I don't want to be watching the morning news see that the anchor has a piece of spinach in their teeth and I can see the exact <laughs> piece of spinach and how long it's been there. You know, there's so much, like, that's yeah. capable of producing such beautiful images, but it's, like... You know, when you're, uh, but I guess at the same time, it could be good for health reasons too. Like, you know, see that morning news anchor and be like, wow, they should really get that mole checked out. It doesn't look good. (laughs) Well, I was looking at it more gaming wise, the way it looks with that. And the base station, the base station, that's probably my favorite part. The way they have, they're now selling the TVs with the TV stand, the whole base station, where when you activate it, it comes out of the base station itself and comes up. And when you turn it off, it slides right back into the TV stand. And it's like, it takes away the clunkiness of the room where the TV is completely hidden when you have it turned off. My thought is, if if there's a power outage and I want to watch TV and then I want to bring up the thing... Like, I want to press the button, but the power's not on. How am I going to watch TV? Well, uh, if you have a power outage, you're not going to be watching TV. <laughs> That's a good point. That's a very good point. Yeah. <laughs> Damn you for pointing that out. <laughs> yeah, I mean... <laughs> it sounded better in my head than when... <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what you do during power outages, but... So that's the episode title right there. If I want to watch TV during a power outage. <laughs> How do I... Yeah. Oh, God. I'm going to shut up. So what? Uh, did you have any news on Google Yeti? Can we talk about that? Or did you have anything else you wanted? Because we're talking about tech and... Yeah, no. We can move away from the tech and you can take it with the Yeti thing you have. So. I don't have a lot on the Yeti. I haven't that you know that on Tuesday of last just Tuesday uh, Google announced a, a keynote presentation of, that, of the game developers conference in San Francisco on March 19th and the 
they're going to be talking about the Project Stream beta that was going on, uh, that, you know, was in tied with, uh, what was it, Assassin's Creed Odyssey? Yeah. They had a three-month three demo stream that allowed users to play Assassin's Creed Odyssey in Chrome for Mac, Windows, and Linux, as well as Chrome OS. And, you know, this is where people are saying that on this event on March 19th, this is where Google is going to drop the drop the bomb of what if they're doing a gaming console or what's going on with the whole Yeti project and everything associated with it. So is it something that they're going to be like, yes, we definitely have a console that we're coming out with, or this is how we're doing the project stream and it's available now on this to the public. So it could kind of <laughs> go... So what do you yeah. think it's going to be? Is it, is, are they, do you know if they're doing more of, are, there, are they aiming for the console or are they aiming for making the stream, you know, where do you think they're going with this? So I do know from what they, what they planned before, they were going into the stream-based thing. So they're going to, so who knows? They might, I always have thinking they were going to be more like mobile-ish games with the kiddie-ish to try to get the younger audience. But they might, with stream-based, they might have the power to do hardcore like and they, they did say you know, we talked about it too before they said there was some kind of hardware in development now whether that's a physical console or like a sh a chromecast related type thing you know device which it could be a combination of two to be honest yeah i do know it's interesting the way that they mentioned that it's gonna have a built-in youtube button right away that when you're playing a game you click the youtube button on the controller and it automatically pulls up a walkthrough for the game that you're playing that could be helpful that yeah. could also be really annoying but it could be helpful <laughs> and then when you get stuck it'll it'll be helpful well that's you know that's all i got with that it, it wasn't a lot i just kind of you know knew that i just meant to mention that they had the conference coming next month are going to talk about it is something they're going to talk about so as far as what regard we don't know but we will be talking about it after march 19th there we go we'll finally have the information on what the infamous yeti entering the market's going to be and the only other thing that i have before we go i know we're hitting i know we're getting close to our time limit here yeah is uh there's still you know the friday the 13th lawsuit that still has not filed an appeal Pirate Inc. has still not filed an appeal, and time is to ticking on them for to do so. But of course, that does mean, you know, we might have a movie. But we pretty much established at this point that Gun Media, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, they kind of, they're kind of dropping out. They kind of don't want to do the work for it. I think they were kind of just hoping the lawsuit would continue, just so they can keep using it as an excuse. Yeah, so they can just grab the money and be like, well, we can't do any of the work now, sorry. But now it dropped out and they're still not doing the work, so now we know we got them. They don't they don't have interest in the game. Uh, I think I'm, I, there's a lot of backlash within the community, so it's I just I'm curious to see if the backlash equals them taking action and changing their tune. Like, if the lawsuit clears up and everything, I'm interested to see if all of a sudden that they, you know... But of course, they're also working on other things. They're doing the Layers of Fear game. They've been working stuff with that, and they've been pushing that a lot. So, I don't know. True. I just, I'd hate to see the game completely end, just because I know it has so much potential. I just wish it was in the hands of better developers. And I mean that, I don't mean that offensively. I just mean, you know, people who, you know, they had time, 
when the lawsuit was going on, they had enough comp. When you have a game like Friday the 13th Puzzle League, which was able to release tons of new content when they were also aware of the same impending lawsuit, and they got, I mean, it's a much smaller game on a much smaller scale, but still, point is, they didn't waste time. They worked on it. They were able to get those updates out even after the thing. They had updates that were planned to be pushed out, and they got them all out. Yeah. So it could have been done, is all I'm saying. Could have been, but looks anyway, like... what else you got? You got any... Up- I got one off. final one final thing. So it's small thing, unless you're an Xbox fan, then it's a huge thing. So the director, uh, director Otto Barthurst, I believe his name was, he joined the crew of Showtime's upcoming Halo TV series. What? Halo TV series? Yeah. Breaking news, I knew nothing about this. Yeah. This is serious, I really knew nothing about this. This is, uh, how are they going to do a TV show? Well, they did they did the live action movie, which is really good. And then they did the Fall of Reach uh, animation, which is really good. So all their stuff that they did was actually really good. I'm surprised their live action was actually good. But I'm surprised as well, because that's a hard environment to replicate. So Yeah, and they did pretty good. So I'm excited for this TV show, which uh, I don't have showtime, though. So that'll be. I'll have to find a way to watch it, but it's set to begin recording later this year, and this will hype fans up for Halo Infinite, uh, Infinity, Infinite, I forget which one, which is set to launch this November 2019. All right, there you go. I'm hoping, I'm wondering if there's going to be a lot of tie-ins to where it's like, hey, this goes in. Maybe. By the way, that show we were discussing the one time, uh, oh, you know, I just had it at the tip a couple weeks ago. We were talking about a show that was also a video game, and I just had it again. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> well, I'm not letting this escape me twice. No way. Uh-uh. <laughs> well, maybe it'll be a, a no. memory for next week's podcast. It'll be ongoing until episode 24 when you finally get it. No, 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 no. I am not. I, Defiance. It was Defiance. Oh, Defiance. Defiance started out as a good TV show. The game flopped, and the TV show kind of flopped as well. That was the one I was talking about for all those weeks. I'm like, hey, that show that was trying to be a game and trying to be a movie that was going to have, or the TV show that was going to have all the stuff carrying on. Oh, God, I'm so happy I remembered it. Cause I, I, cannot, I couldn't do that again. I couldn't sit through it for two more weeks thinking, what is it? What is it? I remember Defiance. That could be a long topic there, which we don't have time for. But another, another topic on its own. But I, yeah. was, I was hyped for that, and then it flopped. But now I was going to say something because, oh, that's what I was going to say. Closing out this podcast, I do want to announce, you know, we did have our Friday the 13th contest that was going on for our 13th episode. Winner will be announced shortly on the Facebook page. So if you're not following Facebook, please check that out gamer jester's facebook gamer jester's facebook and I, there's a reason i repeated that because i felt like i said it wrong the first time <laughs> uh, so i'm not like echoing randomly like an idiot <laughs> yeah but yeah echoing randomly like an idiot <laughs> like our page and leave a comment on the page and but yeah we have a couple more days of the contest to go so if you haven't entered yet check out the facebook enter you will win a mysterious gift card mysterious and freddy versus jason the dvd a lot of people hated that movie but i surprisingly enjoyed it but well wait wait hated it that's the highest grossing 
Friday the 13th movie of all the movies that was like wasn't even slightly over it was way over and it was the highest hyped I don't I think, think well a lot of people just maybe now that it's aged you know it's came out 15 years ago maybe now people are like oh that really wasn't that good because their standards have changed I guess I don't maybe know. Well, I, but I hear a lot of people complaining about it, that it, huh. it didn't live up to the you know they should have been able to battle more they should have teamed up and just went after everyone I don't know True, but I still think that even now it's lived up to its hype. It's they should do another one. Look at the money that it brought in. Where I think the <laughs> highest selling Friday movie made like what forty million, where Friday, Freddy versus Jason made two hundred fifty million. I believe it was. That's how big the difference was. That's all the power of Freddy Krueger made. <laughs> <laughs> Teaming them up. But, Speaking of Freddy we have another topic for another day. I mean, we're going to talk about next time, not next time, but we're going to eventually talk about that Nightmare on Elm Street game that was on the, on the regular NES because it was terrible, and I want to talk about it. <laughs> we'll have to do an old-school flashback game about them. Yes. Flashback podcast, we're discussing it. Remind me. We'll do a horror-slash-podcast. Maybe that's what we'll do next week, a horror-slash-podcast. Yes. Let's do it. Let's do it. Actually, no, I really want. I really want to play that game. I'm gonna pull it up. And I'm gonna play it. Nightmare on Elm Street for the NES. <laughs> <laughs> you do that. I'll play the NES Friday Thirteenth one. Right. They were equally both as bad. Man, they were so bad, but they were so good. But with that, we're gonna end the show, and we'll see you again, guys, again next week.